Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Startup Diary podcast. In this one, we're trying to tackle a big problem around marketplaces. We have this chicken and egg problem, buyers and sellers, and we try and drop some insight to how you can tackle it if you're trying to build a similar model. Hey guys, and welcome to episode two. Six nine of the Startup Diary. <laughs> <laughs> I am Harrison Woods, and I am with my beautiful co-host Adam Callow. You're making me laugh already this morning. I'm, in, I'm enjoying this. Energies are high. Lack of sleep, but energies are high. Yeah. Um, Harry, what are we talk about today, man? Let's get we, straight into the show. We have a listener question that actually came through the Facebook group, which you can find at facebook.com slash groups slash Startup Diary Club. And if you can't remember that, go to Facebook <laughs> and search for Startup Diary Club, a small community of listeners of the show. Um, this was when we did our live stream. Yep. So we have a monthly planning session, a few yep. hours where we just get uh, put our heads together and plan recording sessions uh future shows etc etc uh and we'd like to do a bit of a live stream now so the guys that are the guys and gals that are in the group we go in a bit spontaneous this one was so um (laughs) people were like what's going on hell's going on yeah um but yeah we're gonna it's gonna be a regular thing now each month um one of the questions that came in was from tani singh and he basically said um how do i bring sellers (laughs) to my marketplace before it's launched. Now, I was befuddled then, and I'm still somewhat befuddled now. So for me and any of the listeners out there that might have this same situation, help. <laughs> okay, I'll be, be really honest. This is a this is a big problem. And it, the big problem is not necessarily, the, the thing he asked is how, how do you bring the sellers to the marketplace before it's launched? Just to put it on there is, marketplace businesses are so hard to get right however once you get them right mm-hmm. they they build like a critical mass and then they so they don't look after themselves but they they're a fantastic business to have if you can get to the point where it's it's profitable and people know about it and you've got a critical mass of buyers and sellers because when you're looking at a a standard i don't want to say a standard business when you look at different business models is a traditional model might be someone that makes a product uh, they manufacture it, they put it on a shelf, mm-hmm. and then they sell the product. Uh, so you basically only need one side of, you need one customer to come in and buy it. Whereas what you've got the problem, and that's why we call this like the chicken and egg, is a marketplace is a two-sided market, the nature of it mm-hmm. being a marketplace. So if we, if you like, look at some marketplaces that people will probably know about, you've got people like eBay, mm-hmm. uh, Uber, new one, marketplace. Mm-hmm. Uh, think about it, you've got drivers, it's interesting because it, riders. It, it, you're almost, you're talking about a platform really that requires yes. people on both ends to exactly to do them. something, um, <clears throat> and then Airbnb. Airbnb is a marketplace. Uh, you need people to put homes onto the platform, and then you need people to go and rent the homes. And the the key thing is, and the reason it's really difficult to do marketplaces um, is if if you only get one side of the market, no one gets any value. So actually, we can probably relate it back to us a little bit now. So when we started off, we can actually directly relate it. When we started off our business, we wanted to become a marketplace. We wanted to be a place for homeowners to go and find trades professionals. And we were excellent at growing the supply side of that marketplace, the trade side of the marketplace. And we could grow that very effectively, very quickly, relatively cheaply. 
Um, however, if you just build a massive critical mass of people that want to supply work and they spend time and energy and effort going through creating profiles and collecting reviews, but then no buyers, no homeowners actually come, you just end up with lots of disappointed customers that will churn and then think that didn't work. I think luckily for us, we pivoted like just in time before we lost any um, trust from the community. Um, but that's the problem with the marketplace is you've got to get both sides and you sort of got to grow it at the same rates. Because if you imagine uh, we get a couple of drivers in Birmingham on Uber and then we get 10,000 people wanting to take a ride, you're going to have 9,900 people disappointed with the service and you might have spent a lot of money getting them onto the platform in the first place. So you can imagine like the complexities now we talk it through. It's like actually building this thing is really, really tough. Um, so it's sort of like, okay, so how do we go about building a marketplace in the first place? We need to drive value for both sides. Um, and this specific question was all around how do you get the sellers first? Um, and I 100% agree with Tani that that is the right thing to do. Um, because if you think about if you could choose which side of the marketplace to have live before it goes live, you've always got to pick the supply side. What you can't have is a bunch of marketing to get loads of buyers. So let's just say, uh, make up a product, Harry. So the last one I picked was random because I was tired. I picked dog Squeezy stuff. Squeezy stress toys. <laughs> <laughs> that look like dogs. <laughs> so what we're going to do is we're going to say, we've got a marketplace for vintage used squeezy stress toys uh, and we're going to niche it down to make it really specific we're going to go into dogs okay so these these things have been around for 50 100 years we're going to make this up as we go along uh, and there's <laughs> there's different quality ones there's vintage ones and bits like that and there's collectors out there um sort of takes me back to like the the, the beanie baby and the ty beanies whatever they're called there's the collector's items so we're going to create a marketplace for buyers and sellers to come and basically if you've got one of these you want to make it some cash you can sell it on the marketplace and we will be the place to go and buy vintage squishy what are they called <laughs> stress <laughs> vintage toys. squishies in dog form it's a present i got for harry so i said this year is going to be very stressful so i bought him one that's why it's on his it desk looks like my dog. you've made this really difficult with picking that as a subject but hey we'll roll with it so what we've got right now is we could do loads of marketing to people that would be interested in buying that product are you just going to sit and squeeze it you're going to sit <laughs> and squeeze it, it. it's it cool. puts you off it won't put me off i'm a professional um so we're going to do loads of marketing to people that might be interested in buying this stuff. So we're going to do Facebook ads, we're going to do paper advertising, we're going to yep. send loads of traffic to the website and everyone's going to get there and go, great website, no one's selling anything, I'm going to go. Mm -hmm. uh, so big problem, spend loads of money, uh, upset and disappoint people straight away and they'll never come back. Is that me beeping or you, Harry? I'm going to say you because... I think it is me. You're the sort of, you're the sort of person that keeps the notifications on loud. I actually don't. When I plug into this screen, it puts my volume. I can't change the volume. I have to then do it on the screen and I fiddle with the back of it. and it Fiddle with a knob. And it never goes well. Um, so <laughs> we don't want to disappoint the buy side of the market, okay? So what we have to do is work on building the sell side first. Uh, so for Airbnb, that was getting hosts on first. For Uber drivers, that was getting taxi drivers on first. For expert trades, that was getting tradespeople on first. Um, and... This is where we sort of get into the 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 meat of the conversation in terms of Tony wants to know how do you bring people on without disappointing them is what I take away. What was the actual wording that you used? Yeah, he says how to bring sellers to my marketplace before it's launched. <laughs> so that's that's the tough one. Um, so 
A couple of ideas uh, in terms of where I think you could probably tackle this. If you're looking at doing a marketplace business, I think to start with, think about going really niche. So uh, the reason that someone like Airbnb has won is because historically there's places like Craigslist in America where they're yep. founded. Uh, and on Craigslist, there's every product, furniture, electronics, uh, lettings. People. People. So... <laughs> <laughs> so on Airbnb uh, what Airbnb did is, is actually uh, hiring or letting out an apartment on Craigslist it, uh, this probably wasn't their original founding story but it's sort of right now it's really difficult to hire an apartment so what we're going to do is going to make that better so they're going to focus down on one niche and make that the place uh, I think most marketplace businesses try and start too broad, which is exactly the mistake that we made. Uh, we yeah. became trades professional, all trades professionals across the UK. Um, and I remember having a great session for a week down at Google campus um, as part of this accelerator program. And the feedback off the back of it was one finer CTO called did that. And the second thing was, was this isn't helpful to you, Adam, but I'm going to tell you what you should have done. I'm like, okay, learning curve. He says, what you should have done is picked one trade category in one city and dominated that and developed your secret source, then mm. rolled it out. So for us, that would have looked like getting plumbers in Birmingham, getting two, 300 plumbers on board, getting the supply side nailed down, and then marketing to homeowners to say, actually, we are the go-to place to book a plumber in Birmingham. We've got all these people. We can help make the booking process easy. You can pay online by card. You can do all this cool stuff. And we become plumbers in Birmingham. And then it's... Then we go, okay, what do we do then? Do we go into different trades within Birmingham yeah. or do we just go to plumbers in Manchester and take the secret source and deploy it elsewhere? We spread ourselves too thin across too many trade categories. Get that. Uh, so I think if we went down our channel and we actually, what would we do if we went back in time and said we want to do plumbers in Birmingham but we had no work? I'd do what we're doing with Verified. And I didn't really make, the, I didn't connect the two yeah. until I just said that. Uh, Tarni, this might be helpful. So... What we're doing with Verified is what we tried to do five years ago with our trade directory. The problem is we came out the gate five years ago with all the best intentions of winning our members' work, but we couldn't get we couldn't get the critical mass of customers to use it. Only one in 100 trades would get a job. We grew from zero to 10,000 trades very quickly. People were disappointed. So what we did with Verified is actually say, guys, we think there's an opportunity in this marketplace, in, sorry, in this market for this style of marketplace, a free di directory, no lead fees, no subscription fees, but we need your support. We need to know that you want it. So we did a pre-launch campaign in July and August. Uh, we had 6,500, we needed 2,000 people to say, I want in and 6,500 people joined. What that's allowed us to do is we've got some supply side. We've also managed and set expectations in terms of uh, we're not telling people verify launches the 1st of February 2019, get your profile and win work because that's unrealistic. This is going to be a journey we need to take these people on. So what we've done over the last three, four months is say, this is the thing that we believe should exist. And regardless of what your marketplace is, Tony, you need to go and find the sellers that will land on the platform, market to them and say, would you like to be part of this? Is this something we should build? Even if you've got your heart set on it, or even if it's previously mm -hmm. built and you've, you can literally push the website live today, I would then start thinking websites built, devs done. Now I need to market it and take people on this journey in terms of does this thing need to exist? Hopefully you pre-validate it and people go, no, waste of time. Uh, people go, yes, I want to be in. And you go, okay, great. For the first 250 people that join, 
uh, you're gonna get these perks. You're either gonna get a little badge on your profile, uh, you're gonna get a free t-shirt, don't know your budget, Tony. You're gonna get a free t-shirt, or uh, the seller rates are always gonna be 5%, but the first 250 people that join are gonna get 2% fees for life, or for the first two, whatever it is. I think what you need to do is take people on the journey of developing the platform and why you're building it, because that will help set expectations of people when they join. It's like, cool, this thing's going to go live in a couple of months. As soon as it goes live, put your products on, and then we're going to start marketing to people. Off the side of that is work out some perks that you can offer, and our experience is they don't need to be huge perks. Uh, they need to be more emotional than financial is what's worked best for us. Yeah, oddly... Um the bigger the perk doesn't necessarily mean the more um, motivated uh, someone is to do the action that you're trying to promote. 100%. Which is bizarre. I but. think there's a weird thing that takes place. Is one, the bigger the perk, people think I've got less chance of getting it. Uh, we have also found that uh, when someone can do this, get that, compared to it being a lucky dip or a draw, uh, I think that just... Uh, 10x is the the rate of traction and engagement you get on this stuff. So I wouldn't say uh, join our sellers network on our new platform and uh, you're in for a chance to win a 500 pound gift card. Wouldn't go down that route. Uh, join our sellers network and get a, what we did is we said you get a founding member van yep. sticker. Invite three people, get a t-shirt, five, get a mug, soft shell, because we understand that uh, verified has tapped into a very emotional cord for our community uh, so we know that they want to represent it they want to put yeah. it on the van so we did a piece worked that out and then rolled that out as an incentive scheme and it worked so you need to work out what incentivizes your sellers to be part of the platform what are the things you're really fixing um, is there value of just having a bunch of sellers together in a room uh, for an example if you're selling uh, vintage squishy toys you might go, well, there's only 300 vintage squishy toy sellers in the UK uh, and they don't really know each other, but they've all got the same hobby. They all collect vintage squishy toys. So why don't we just say, guys, we're building this marketplace, but ahead of that, join our vintage squishy toy Facebook group and then chat with other people, work out what your toy is worth, mm. share best practice, how do you store it, all this stuff. Uh, there's a load of value in building a network of people that have the same interests, so go niche, Hopefully, Tanya, you've got a very specific product or, or area that you're going into your marketplace for and just look for a way to add value to the seller side uh, through incentives or perks. But most importantly, take them on a journey what you're going through. Don't try and come out the gate and promise too much, um, even if you've got the best intentions the same way that we did. Uh, because if you don't deliver, uh, it's basically binary. It's a yes or a no mm. in terms of uh, is this worth my time, yes or no. There's no emotional attachment to the brand at that point. Come here, sell your products. Try and get into a little bit more of an emotional state with your customers on the sell side because they'll just give you more time to get it right. Um, that's my feedback, mate. Yeah, I think the the biggest takeaway from Verified and kind of what you're saying now is, is, the, is tempering expectations. Yep. As soon as... Like if you're crystal clear from the start that it's going to be a slow process, or it, it it just makes everything easier if the people that are going to if the sellers that are going to join the platform know that they're not going to necessarily see a return anytime soon, but it it hopefully will pay off in the future because they've followed the journey, they understand that this is a new thing that might take time. It just makes the whole thing a hell of a lot easier. Hundred percent. You don't have you don't have a hundred, a thousand, ten thousand people saying, "Why is no one buying my shit?" Yep. And that's the <laughs> thing is, if you can work out a way for, for them to have value from being part of your product, without them 
only selling stuff on there, uh, that's a win. In terms of if if someone logs into the platform and it's not, why isn't that sold? And it's, oh, that hasn't sold. I'm going to go and speak to these guys in the community and just have a chat. Like if you can work out that other way of driving value. Uh, so for us, it was we built the community and built the lead stuff. And we actually said, guys, we're really struggling to generate leads from homeowners. This was five years ago. What else are you struggling with? And they went admin. And then we pivoted into yeah. that and then we doubled down on that because it got some traction and then we tripled down on it because it was really working. And now we're coming back full circle to do the homeowner stuff. Um, listen to your customers um, and my best advice is find 100 people and then just put them into a community and just listen and be very transparent and honest in terms of what value you can create for them and just go from there. Cool. Tani, if you have any follow-ups, mate, you could either follow up in the Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash groups slash Startup Diary Club, or you can email questions at startupdiary.club. Adam took a deep breath there to potentially promote Anchor. I was going into Anchor. Voice messages. There's many ways to get in touch, many avenues, no excuses. And guys, don't forget, if you are on an iPhone or an iOS device, please go over and leave us that five-star review. It's our way of getting this show in front of new people. It would mean the world. Tell us what you do, why you listen to the show, where you listen to the show. And if you've got a URL, plug your business and we'll read it out on the next episode. Leave us that review. Until next time, have a good day and we'll speak to you soon. Thank you.